Welcome to Spartan Up Podcast. This is exciting. We've got Sal Stefano from Mind Pump. This guy is so powerful. His message is huge. I don't even need to tell you about it. You're just going to watch and find out about it. What we're trying to find out is the Spartan mindset. What is it that makes them tick? What is it that makes them successful? Who are we? We've got Sephra. Uh, she's here most every week. She brings a real sense of the natural to this. It's amazing. We've got Angel Sanz here all the way from Spain, a great friend of the podcast, Johnny Waite, Joe DeSena, founder and CEO of Spartan Race. Got Marin, our producer, who makes this work. And uh, another person she makes work is Andrea. And this will come out on Tuesdays, right? And then, and then Wednesday, we've added Dr. L, who's going to... Keep your mind right. She's going to keep your mind right. We've got Thursday with Zach Avanesh. Immediate right? action points you can put into play right yeah. away in your life. Friday, we're adding... Dr. Galati. <laughs> Dr. Galati. Has he been promoted? Is he a doctor? He's a doctor. He is now. You are a doctor, so he's <laughs> a doctor. But anyway, and then we're going to be adding more. We might yeah. even add um, Richard Branson, rumor has it, for the weekends. I love your rumors. <laughs> this episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by FitAid. Each ice-cold can of FitAid contains key ingredients like BCAAs, glutamine, turmeric, omega-3s, and more. Look for FitAid at every Spartan Race finish line and head over to forthefitaid.com to learn more about the FitAid Recovery Blend. We are here for Spartan Up Podcast, Lake Tahoe with South. So um, we were together a year ago. It was a year ago. We Was that when we first met? I think so. Yeah. God, we loved you. We, we had some it. fun in the studio. That we was had a fun. lot of fun. Great conversation. Yeah. You're you're the you're the best storyteller Thank that you. we've ever had on the show. Really, we've had great interviews, but your stories. You are... say that to all the people. I that do that you're... too. Yeah. yeah, I do that too. So, so we're drinking. It looks a little strange. We are drinking Spartan tea. So I have no interest in being in the tea business. That was not a goal of ours or mine. But I'm in Sparta, Greece, probably three months after I saw you. Okay. Okay, and I'm taking it all in, and I'm hanging out and looking at the ruins, and I'm absorbing the 2,500 plus years of history. And I say, "What are those mountains over there? These these mountains, and they're snow-capped peaks. I mean, massive mountains." Mm-hmm. And the guy says, "Come on, I'll take you. That's where they used to do the agogi training. The agogi training, if you remember, was um, if you were if you were seven years old, you got pulled from your parents, and you went into the agogi training. That's for, the story. That's right. Right for 13 years, they went on those mountains." They lived on those mountains for 13 years. They became warriors. So anyway, I'm up there with this guy, this Greek guy, and I got somebody translating. And they're picking these, just these flowers. And I'm like, what is this? And it turns out this is the tea they used to drink. It's non-caffeinated. It's got all the health benefits um, of a regular tea without the caffeine. And then they would take these leaves that are floating in there and rub them on their cuts and bruises. And, it, and, and, and it, when translated, this word means he... Of the iron. Something something like of, of the iron, yeah. right? So I've been drinking this stuff like crazy. I, I want to give back to Sparta because we get to use this name, Spartan, right? And so we uh, we cultivated 3,000 bags of Spartan tea. Oh, wow. You can't get, like, I can't, we'll never do 30,000 bags or 50, we can't do it. Because mm-hmm. it all comes from the mountains, it's got to be hand-picked. And we don't know what the, what are, what are these this flowers called? I have a woman that's in the festival area that is more of a tea expert than me, and mm-hmm. she can get into all the, de- the, the, the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I know is I drink it, I'm turning into iron, and... Um, well, you do look good. You look, I, I, you look, you look younger than when I saw I, you a year exactly, ago. Exactly, from the tea. <laughs> from the tea, I rub it on my face. And no, it's honestly, like, that's my first time tasting it. It's got a very mild, subtle... Uh, well, she, we didn't even boil it heavy. 
we didn't do the heavy duty. No, it's got, it's yeah. got a nice flavor to it. Yeah, it's got a very nice flavor. You don't have any, because you like know everything about everything when it comes to plants. You don't know the details on this though, right? Sedera is probably, no, I know the Latin name. It's called Greek mountain tea. And people used to harvest it and fall to their death because it only grows out of the granite cliffs, like the cliffs, hmm. where it's really hard to harvest. It's got to it's gotta grow like in the snow peaks off of rocks. So you got to go harvest it and you, and you could die while you're harvesting. Well, so and, and, and thanks because of you, we don't have to. We could just, we have we it in the bag. We just drink it. Yeah, yeah, the four guys died to make that cup. Well, <laughs> in their honor, we'll enjoy <laughs> this tea. We're going to enjoy the tea. <laughs> All right, so what, why are you here? What are we talking about? Oh, geez. Uh, well, we're, we could we came to this event now when we first met you yeah we had our own ideas about obstacle course racing you know super intense workouts and you know uh, maybe a little bit too much you know we were personal trainers with lots of experience and we met you you won us over we went to our first event and uh, Spartan event I remember that yeah Yeah, California it was and the the energy was incredible really you know what really sold us was the the crowd that was there watching the support and then you see the people you know you get the first people that come out and win and they're very competitive and fit it's those last people that really get you, you know, sure. yeah. you start to get Back moved. But yeah, because yeah. They're, they're... Well, they're fighting for, lot, for milk. <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> right. there may be something that's driving them that's other than just, I want to be fit. You know, maybe, they're, maybe they just got, you know, went through a very difficult time in their life. What, you can feel it. You can feel the energy. Uh, so we fell in love. And um, so now we come up here and great energy. We're hosting our own uh, podcast event with some of our friends. Um, nice. We're big, big, big supporters of new media. Obviously, we have a podcast. Yep. Um, and we like the fact that, you know, new media, because of its low area, uh, low barriers to enter, um, it's very decentralized. Uh, you have access to so much information, um, so many different viewpoints. It's really it's a really a representation of the Gutenberg printing press of today. Right. And for anybody who doesn't know, right, the, the, the printing press is widely believed to have ushered in the Renaissance. And so I think we're seeing that right now. And podcasting is a part of it. It's also now demonstrated that people like long form conversations. And I think for a long time, we thought people liked the five minute sound bites and, you know, and that's because the bandwidth was so limited. And now you have, you know, our podcasts are an hour and a half, two hours long. Yeah. You didn't let me, we just kept talking. I thought I was going to sleep there. It was a great, it was a great time, but people want to hear the in-depth conversation. Um, You know, some people are saying it's the written word now spoken. So books were able to do that, right? Right. Get real in-depth. Couldn't do that with the spoken word, at least not spread it very far because again, the, the bandwidth was limited, but new media seems to be doing that. And so we really love... We love podcasting for that. And, of course, we have our own, you know, uh, motivations and purpose uh, through fitness. You're growing as you drink the tea, by the way. You got a little taller. Am I? (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. So The jacket's too small now. The jacket's too small. So it's it's a little cold out here. I haven't been getting good sleep because we're doing this event. So I tend to get cold when I lose sleep. So I had to borrow my camera guy, Taylor's uh, jacket. And he's a small. He's he's an extra medium. I got it. it. But snug. It's warm. So so, um, it's kind of like it's crowdsourced um, inspirational content. Right. Because uh, it's like uh, Uber Absolutely. Or, or Airbnb. Absolutely. It used to just be the makeup crew and, and the studio. And now anybody could do it. It was a high barrier to enter the market. You had to, you know, succumb to your corporate you know, overlords or the regulatory agencies. Sure. And um, it became painfully obvious. I think the average person, this is why old media is dying, yeah. um, that it was um, you couldn't trust it, you know. You'd hear the same news story from two different news networks with a completely different spin, right. and you realize, oh, these guys are—they're not really trying to report; they're trying to uh, manipulate. Right. Um, and not saying that new media. But Fox News doesn't do that, right? Absolutely not, right? Right. right. So, so you know, new media represents some of that, and then of course, our 
overlying purpose uh, is fitness. You know, uh, me and me and my co-hosts have been training people um, and managing health clubs and all that for 20 years. And, uh, you know, there's some great things about the fitness industry, but there's also a lot of things that we don't like. And I think, and I don't have to make the argument that what we're... What do you like? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, you know, yeah. we're, I don't have to make the argument that we're in uh, an epidemic of poor health. Modern life has solved a lot of problems, but it's also presented us with some very difficult ones to solve. And I just looked up some statistics the other day. Something like one out of every six children in America now is obese. This was a statistic that didn't even exist. When I got my first personal training, you'll love this. When I got my first personal training certification 20 years ago, so it's barely a generation ago, we learned about uh, diabetes. And there were two types that they taught us. There was type 1 diabetes and adult onset diabetes. They've changed the name to type 2 now because kids get it. Okay, And fitness should be the solution to the health epidemic. The fitness industry should be the solution. We know that the... the not, not just health, though. Mental. All health of it. Is the whole thing. Yeah. When I say health, yeah. I, I, it's we're wellness, mental, spiritual, yeah. physical. I it agree. should be the solution. That but, mountain right now, you run up that mountain carrying a sandbag, changes the whole game. Absolutely. That's part right. of it. And, and, you know, the fitness industry hasn't been a part of the solution. In fact, it's been a part of the problem with the, you know, uh, 30-day transformations that are Photoshopped and the, you know, motivate you because you hate yourself rather than motivate you because you love yourself. Very different, you know. When you go to the gym or you eat because you hate your body, it it, it drives you differently than when you do it because you you care about yourself. I sat sat with um, 20 or 30 women last night. We were talking about Spartan women, which is a big movement. And um, I was listening to their stories about why they came out to Spartan and how it changed their life. And on, on one hand, it felt a little like an infomercial, which it wasn't meant to be. But then when they started to go deeper and talk about like how they started to feel empowered and how... Um, and it didn't have to be Spartan, by the way. It could have been going in the backyard and carrying sure. a sandbag, right? But, but um, some women were like, well, I thought I was supposed to stay in the house, right? I didn't really have the permission to go out and do this stuff. And now they're like uh, Spartan. They're like warriors absolutely right absolutely so. and, and fitness should represent all of that you know yeah. and i mean look at look at the look at the problems that we're faced with right now right obesity and obesity related disease will bankrupt us uh in a, in a relatively short period of time a lot of people don't realize that but it will bankrupt us um you know 100 it's like over 150 million uh, americans die from obesity related diseases it's disgusting it's, it's insane it's terrible there's an insane amount of people with diabetes and, and pre-diabetes right now um, all these chronic diseases and they can be solved with a change in lifestyle um, and attitude and empowerment fitness uh, and health represent that empowerment you know it's that what do they call the internal locus of control so you know there's all these external factors that i can't control i have a you know, a job maybe I don't like, and I might be able to control that, but right now I'm, I'm a, a little bit, you know, tied to it. Maybe I had a bad childhood. Maybe, you know, I have something genetically that's wrong with me. You know, I'm not, I, I don't have much time because I'm poor, single parent, whatever. But I know that I can do something for myself to improve myself, and fitness represent that, represents that, and that's why it's so empowering. But the message needs to be told in a way that empowers people rather than disempowers people. And for a long time, the industry has disempowered people. It's been the whole, look you're better, not look, sexy. Look better naked. Yeah, you're not right, sexy. Yeah, you're not attractive. Yeah, you're yeah, not enough. Yeah. And, you know, and then, so what do you do? It motivates you in the short term, right? I'm going to go to the gym because I hate myself. And yeah. think about that, what that does to you, you know? I'm going to punish myself rather than take care of myself. And so we're trying to take this big ship that is the fitness industry and shift it and change it a little bit. And we can't do it alone. 
we have friends in the, in the, in, in the new media space that are helping us. And so that's why we're here and we're getting people to cross pollinate, grow audiences and hopefully get the right message out. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're pushing that because, uh, my goal is to change a hundred million lives. Ah, oh, love and, it. And, um, I'm 95 million short. <laughs> so, so if you can help me get there. Excellent. I want to, I just want to go sit on a couch myself and relax. So the sooner we can get the hundred million done, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the better. I love it. I love it. We're going to take a break. You and I run up the mountain All and right. come back and finish this up. Beautiful. Thank All you. Right. We'll be right back to the interview here in a second. We're going to take a little short time out for a sponsor break from one of our, our partners and our sponsor here, FitAid. This is a, a wonderful product. And just a, a quick side note. To become a partner with Spartan, our CEO, Joe DeSena, is very discerning. I mean, we've had many, many companies try to be partnered with us. And you have to be, your product has to be wholesome, healthy, and it has to be what you advertise it to be. Absolutely. And so Fit8 has passed that test, right? To, to the point where every single racer doing this race this weekend at Fenway we're recording um, is going to be handed one of these for recovery. Yeah, well, I tell you what, when you just look, you look at the packaging here, and we got our Spartan logo on there, but this thing for the recovery blend, right? Glutamine, glucosamine, electrolytes, CoQ10, green tea extract, turmeric, vitamin C, D, E, full B complex, all in here. Yeah. And I tell you, it tastes pretty good. It, well, it's not just coincidence we have this in our hand. We honestly have it in our hand all day. Pour that out. There's <laughs> nothing left in it. It went down pretty smoothly. You know what? Speaking of nothing in the can, you know what else is in the can? There's no artificial flavors. It's uh, vegan. It's kosher. It's um, uh, paleo. It's pretty much free of all the things you don't want. Yeah, right. And so, again, you've already said we give them out at the finish line. Yep. But if we don't get them at the finish line, if you don't show up at the race, where can you get them? You can get them at ForTheFitAid.com. You find out more about FitAid. Right now, we're going to find out more about this great interview. All right, let's get back to it. We're back. We're back. Um, hell of a run. Yeah. Hour and a half round trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, stayed I, here and waited for you. But you. I think you did good. <laughs> I did good, right? Hey, um, what do you recommend to people that are just getting started? Like, what, what, should, what should they do? Body weight movements, yoga, what? Oh, that's a great question. So there's a lot of different ways you could. We'll, we'll talk about exercise, right? Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can improve your health uh, through exercise. Um, and they all have a lot of value. But when we look at the context of modern life, one form of exercise is uh, superior to the others. Now, this doesn't mean it's the only way you should work out. It means, uh, what I'm trying to say is, it's the way that everybody should include this particular form of exercise in their yeah. routine. So no. let's talk about... Oh, Take this, whatever you're going to describe, and, and insert it in whatever your routine is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Right. So let's talk about uh, the, the context of modern life. Like, what are the issues that, that tend to ail us today... Uh, in Western, modern Western societies, right? Back so, pain. So, yeah, pain, mobility issues. Sleep issues. Hormone issues. Um, loss of, of, of strength, bone loss. People get older, they hurt themselves. You know, there's a, there's a saying in, in, in medicine, you know, you, you, you break your hip and then you die of pneumonia, you know? Um, so all, slower metabolism. This is a big one, by the way. A, a slow, efficient metabolism is an advantage in a hunter-gatherer society, but it's a disadvantage in modern life where you have hyper-palatable food everywhere and you're not very active. The best form of exercise to combat all those is resistance training. When you're doing resistance training, you are speeding up your metabolism directly because you are building more muscle, and a a faster metabolism is an amazing insurance against hyper-palatable food all over the place and the fact that you're not that active. Resistance training balances out hormones better than any other form of exercise if we were just compare head to head. And what I mean by that is if you're a super high-stressed individual and you're not getting good sleep and then you go and beat the crap out of yourself by doing crazy runs and stuff like that, you may actually 
encourage, you know, dysfunction hormonally. HPA axis dysfunction, for example. Resistance training done properly tends to balance that out. Strengthens bone. As you get older, uh, increases mobility and strength when, when applied properly. The good news is you don't have to do a lot of it. So you could, if you just want to be a healthy individual and you want to fashion metabolism, stronger bones, muscle, all that stuff, one to two days a week of proper resistance training is enough to cause those changes. Can you use body weight? Anything that's resistant. So body weight, um, I'll, I'll tell you why I like weights. Okay. And weights, people typically think bodybuilders, powerlifters, strength athletes. But here's why I like weights. It's the most modifiable form of resistance training uh, that exists. So I can take a short person, tall person, skinny person, fat person, person who has terrible mobility issues, injuries, whatever, and I can modify weights around that individual because the, the weights follow the body. Um, with body weight, there's, you, there's a lot of stuff you can do, but there's a lot of things that people may not be able to do because they can't lift their body weight, for example. Um, it takes a little bit more skill and balance and, and proprioceptive ability. With weights done properly, you can get around a lot of that. I've trained people through rehab. I've trained people with paralysis, and uh, and I can I can take it and modify it and apply it. But again, the best thing I, I think that there is about resistance training is you don't have to do it all the time to, to reap the benefits. One or two days a week, in combination with uh, an active lifestyle, is really all you need. But you'll see tremendous benefits and results from that. So um, I'll give you my routine, and you could uh, beat it up yeah. a bit. <laughs> So um, I came from a background where my mother was into yoga mm. and, and meditation. That was my first introduction to fitness. So it was about mobility and flexibility. The second uh, thing she introduced me to was a 3,100-mile run <laughs> around a one-mile loop in Queens. And so uh, then I learned long distance. And then, like every teenager, I wanted to be uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I ended up in the gym and I did the traditional bench presses yeah, and yeah. squats and things everybody else did. Um, but later in life, what I found uh, with me was that I met all these interesting people like yourself around the world. And I took like one exercise from them, from like the monks in Japan, uh, the wrestlers in, that I met in Greece. Excellent. Um, and I've got like 16 body weight movements that are non-negotiable. Mm. I do them every day, the burpee, because yeah. I've got to do the burpee. Absolutely. That's our thing, <laughs> right? Spartan exercise. Spartan exercise. So um, pull up. I do. I, I, I got to do pull ups every day because it sucks that you can't do people can't do pull ups, right? And I got to be able to do pull ups, get over a wall. So, um, so anyway, I got these 15 things, and every one of them uh, outside of the burpee and the pull up is based on um, mobility and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Because I, my feeling, I don't know what you think about this, I like, I got to be mobile and flexible. Absolutely. 100, like, Without that, like I've got friends that are 75, 80 years old, and they say to me, they're regular guys. Let's just assume they were four, they were yesterday, they were 40 and 50, right? right? And they say to me, Joe, I used to walk just like you, and now I take shortened steps. Yeah. And I don't know when it happened. <clears throat> well, it didn't happen in one day, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I just don't want that to happen. Right, right. So, so, and then the other thing I found, this is gonna sound crazy, and you're not gonna believe it, but I do these exercises every day, I do 50 reps of each one every day, non negotiable, right? And then I carry, I like to carry a weight around. So I don't know if that, if you, if you would, if you would buy into that, but, but, um, typically I carry kettlebell, but I got this sandbag now cause I've lost three of them on airplanes. But, um, so is that, do you like that for the resistance part of it? Cause I'll throw it around. I'll pick it up. I got to get in and out of a taxi. Absolutely. So here's the thing that the fascinating thing about the human body is it's always trying to become as efficient as possible. Uh, with what you, uh, what the what types of adaptations that you give it all right. the time. So, 
if you have bad movement patterns, your body will become very efficient with those movement patterns. So what I mean by that is, let's say, I'll give you a great example. Let's say uh, you had a typewriter and nobody ever taught you how to type properly. But you, so you type with two fingers. You started to get really good at it. You got really, really good at it. Right. Now, if I came along and said, no, 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 if you use all your fingers, you'll get a lot better. Right. And you could try that. And for about a month, you're going to be slower doing it the right way than you did with the two fingers. Now, that doesn't mean... Great analogy. That doesn't mean that it's a, a less effective way of doing it. It just means that your body's developed a pattern to make you more efficient at doing it this way. But eventually, right. you're going to surpass those numbers by doing a more, a more effective way of, of, of typing. This is, this is true with movement. So I'll take a client for you. I'll give you a great example. I'll take a client who has forward shoulder. This is a very common posture uh, deviation. Yeah. We're on computers all day long. Yeah. <clears throat> the shoulders tend to hold themselves this way. If you're stressed or whatever, this is a protective posture. Yeah. And the body develops patterns around that. And you get really good at moving with those patterns. doesn't mean it's ideal. You just become efficient at it. And I take that person and I say, hey, we need to work on scapular retraction. So let's do some rows. Right. Now, if I just told the person, go do some rows, this is how they're going to row. Right. Okay? They're doing the right exercise, but the pattern has been developed uh, so efficiently that that's the way they're going to move, right? So for them, I'd have to change the pattern. Then they'd have to do it frequently and practice it often so that it becomes their new default okay, new pattern. Yeah. So the way you're doing what you're doing, uh, now the movements you're doing, we could talk about, though, <clears throat> and I like those movements. But besides that, you do it every day and you practice them every day. Yeah. And that's good because you're reinforcing good patterns to combat the potentially bad patterns you may be, you know, trying to reinforce by maybe sitting down and working or sure. whatever. So I like that approach a lot. And, and what I do is um, every after every exercise, I go into a stretch that, again, I developed from just meeting people throughout 40 years. But here's here's the kicker. I can go out. Like if you said to me, hey, tomorrow we got to go run a 50-miler. Right. I can go run a 50-miler. Excellent. Without run training. I'm not saying that I would win it. I'm not going, right? But I can get through it just from... Carrying that weight around mm-hmm. and doing those 15 exercises every yeah. day. Frequency is very important when it comes to movement, uh, when it comes to health. Again, because your body gets good at what it does most often. So what I tell people, uh, the average person, is I'll say, okay, again, these are people just interested in overall health. I'll say, okay, have one or two decently intense, longer type workouts, about an hour a week. The rest of the week, you're better off doing these short 10 to 15 minute, two or three a day type of things. So people who are at their desk all day long, I'll tell them, hey, every two hours, I want you to get up, do about five to 10 minutes of exercises at your desk. That in the long term is probably more effective at uh, contributing to good health and good movement patterns than the, I'm going to go to the gym, beat myself up three days a week, and then the rest of the time, sit still still and whatever, because those are competing adaptations. And the one you do more is the one that's going to work I, better. I agree. At, yeah. I agree a thousand percent. Um, so what should we, why don't we go run 50 miles? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, that's a, um, endurance. It's funny because the, the human body, when you look at physical performance, we're not very good at a lot of things, but one thing that the human body seems to be pretty good at is lasting a long time. Well, you got to chase down the deer. That's right. That's right? right. So probably a more appropriate type of adaptation to train. The problem that I see in the, 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 the the disclaimer that I tend to tell people um, is, you know, I'll get people who are like, you know, 30 years old, like, okay, you know what, I need to start working out. I'm going to go just do tons of running. The problem with that is the they approach that form of exercise typically with the mentality of pain and sweat. So I'm just going to go run until I'm sweating real hard and it hurts really bad. But the problem is they don't know how to run. Treat it like a skill. So I'm going to go run and just per- run perfectly. And the problem with training to fatigue with running when you've never done it before, you don't do it that often, 
is as you start to fatigue, form breaks down, exactly. and you start to reinforce those crappy yeah. uh, recruitment patterns that we've been talking about. So, and that brings me to a, a great point. Treat exercise like you're developing a skill, not like you're just trying to get sore and beat the crap out of yourself. Sure. That's it. Practice the skill, get good at the skill. As that skill develops, then you can start to push yourself to fatigue like you who could go push yourself and your form is going to look similar at the end as it did in the beginning. You know, I was lucky because the first uh, run that my mom introduced me to was that 3,100-mile run. And if you look at those ultra runners that have to run 60 miles a day yeah. for 60 days, uh, 50 days, um, it's a very slow, it's almost like a fast walk. Yeah. Shoulders are relaxed because, because if you're tense and you're not running properly and you're going to run 60 miles a day, 50 days, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Right? And so you tend to, not to my form is great, but very quickly I started to understand that um, high-speed running, like you just described, tends to cause a lot of injuries. It does. Nice and slow and like chasing the deer. Mm -hmm. But really it's about the skill. Like how how good are you at this particular movement and are you moving in a way that's uh, uh, properly efficient uh, in the way that your body should be moving? And if that's the case, go ahead and push it. If it's not the case, like it is with most people, then perfect your skill. To wrap this up, three exercises, bodyweight exercises that people could do on their own religiously uh, that will change their life. Okay, so the most fundamental uh, is probably a squat, a bodyweight squat. Humans should be able to sit in a squat comfortably. Um, this is a very natural movement. Now, we've lost this ability because, yeah, we sit in chairs and stuff all the time. And so you tell the average person to sit down in a squat and it's just horrible and it hurts and they get pressure in the low back or whatever. So squat's got to be number one. The second thing is you should be able to reach with full extension above your head. You should be able to have nice full extension above your head, good scapular retraction, nice and comfortable. This is also an important skill that we have. So some kind of a overhead press uh, would be a very, very good example. And if I were to pick a third exercise, just in the context of uh, the types of people that I've seen, I would say some type of a rowing or pulling movement because that tends to counter the most common, yeah, that rolled for. But really focus on the scapular retraction, bringing the shoulders back and down. That's an important one. Not just back, right. but back and down, because right. that takes away from the way that we tend to hold our, our tension, which is in our necks. I like that. I'll do a 1,000 of each today. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Thank, awesome. you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. What'd you think? I loved it. I loved the idea that... Um, He's going beyond fitness. And, and uh, you know, so many fitness trainers, they're, they're at that base level. We're going to focus on how to make you look good, go faster. And he's already figured that out. And he's saying, hey, we have an obligation to fitness to do more to, to, to help people be well. I think that's a hugely powerful message. I agree. And um, the thing that strikes me about him is, like, in conversations on and off camera, he has deep wisdom, deep intellect. And, like, his, his intellectual capacity is actually quite vast. And the fact is there's a lot of these guys that um, I heard them talking about – you know, podcasting is a, is a great way to provide free information to the you world. You got to hang out right? with some pretty cool podcasters last night. Like you guys? Well, no, no. The, you yeah. know, it's funny. Like this, this, this is a great podcast. We do an amazing job. But I think one of the most powerful things we can do is interact with these other people who, um, who figured it out. I, I could say two, as you know, we're always trying to figure it out. But, um, but yeah, there's some powerful people in this industry. I'm impressed by the conversations and the topics and like the breadth of their knowledge. Right? They're not just they're not just talking about how you lift a kettlebell properly or whatever the right thing would be. They're interested in the holism of a human being from a mental and physical and intellectual standpoint. And I, and I really appreciate being around the conversation. It's refreshing. Well, and uh, one of the things that um, I found out over time is that um, change comes from pissed off people. 
picture <laughs> happens. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and what yeah. I what I felt is that this guy is he was pissed off at what was being done before. You know, sure, yeah. uh, he just took on and said, "Okay, I'm pissed off. So I'm going to do something to change it." Yeah. And here you are. You know, he's the podcast is uh, changing things. Anhel, how, how did you like the um, the typewriter analogy? <laughs> well, he he remind me uh, to Michael Jordan. I have to say, you know, me from coming from basketball, he said that if you shoot uh, eight, uh, eight, eight hours a day bad three-pointers, you become the best in the world in doing things bad, yeah, you know? Sure. Practice uh, does not make perfect. Muscle memory. Perfect practice. Yeah, perfect. So, th- so that's very important. You know, it's a, it, people need to go a step, step back a little bit, do things right. To go forward. And then move forward. I know. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant analogy, right? Like, how many things have you gotten in a row? We talk a lot about neural pathways mm-hmm. and things that, you know, the more that you fire and you get used to practicing, if it's your morning or your routine or whatever it is, how often, even though you're used to it and it's something that's comfortable and familiar, if you stepped it back, redid it would you be more productive and have a better day that's when it's I a had um, when I had my first business which was was doing pretty well for where I was pool um, cleaning. My, yeah my pool business my buddy was pushing me to go to Wall Street I didn't want to go because I was already making money I was everything was um, I, I was typing with two fingers and I was typing pretty fast <laughs> and and I had to go back uh, 10 steps to learn to type the right way and I ended up in finance and ultimately to go forward so I think I think we're all resistant to that because uh, it's good enough Sure. But good enough is not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Joe, what right. was the name of your pool business? Clear Water Pools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered. It, it, but you know, you, you're still about clarity. You're still help, helping people get clear about what they want and clear about the actions they need to take, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, and I, and I, I, the human body, uh, and this ties into what Sal Stefano said, the human body is a swimming pool in my mind. It's got sure. a pump and a filter. Yeah. We got to keep it clean. We got to keep it aligned. Don't pee in it. Don't pee in it. <laughs> I have to say, every time that I go to have even coffee in the morning, even if you put in nut milk and all, um, you know, maple syrup into it. I always do hear that pool analogy in my head, right? Because when you think about it, Joe's right. It's like it's pump and valve systems that's push, pushing stuff through your body, which is why now I just chug on the Spartan tea. That's it. <laughs> sure, that's a little plug, okay? Because Spartan <laughs> tea is awesome. All right, mind pump. If you want your minds really to pump, drink Spartan drink some tea. Spartan tea. <laughs> this episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by FitAid. Race dirty, recover clean with FitAid. Visit ForTheFitAid.com and sign up to win an amazing grand prize package from FitAid and Spartan. Monthly Spartan prize packs and more. FitAid, recovery for your active lifestyle. Thanks for listening to another epic story of success. If you like our show, be sure to tell your friends about it. We want to hear from you. Just leave us a comment below if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening, go to Twitter and find us at SpartanUpPod or Instagram at SpartanUpPodcast and let us know what you think. Then go subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to our show. Spartan Up is brought to you by Spartan Race. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. <laughs>